everybody, this is Cruz, and this is episode 23 of Above the Line Podcast. Before we get started, I would like to say thank you for the support, the encouragement, and prayers. Those always mean so much. Uh, continue to please pray for me and the podcast, the ministry that is taking place, and I will, as always, pray for you. Now, today is a very special day. If you're not familiar with the holiday, it is Halloween. Personally, I don't really celebrate Halloween. I do like to dress up, share some candy, but it is also another special day, which is Reformation Day. This marks the 505th anniversary of Martin Luther nailing the 95 Theses to the door of the Wittenberg Castle Church, which ignited the flame and fire of the Reformation of 1517. Now, this is not only a significant piece of secular history, but is a gigantic moment in the history of evangelical Christendom. This is so huge that there is a great chance your indoctrinated history class will still teach the events of the Reformation and how they influenced the Great Awakening, the church today, and how the printing press was brought to popularity throughout this time. Now granted, it will be taught from a historical perspective rather than a theological one, but any exposure that the Reformation can get in a modern-day classroom is still great exposure. So if you have no idea what the Reformation is or why it is significant today, I'm going to break down just who Martin Luther was, what the Reformation stood for, and how it is still influential in the modern church and our society today. In the early life of Martin Luther, he attended college studying to become a lawyer. He had his doubts about law school, believing that law was synonymous with uncertainty, and was also feeling a call to serve in a different capacity at this time. Shortly after these convictions were taking place in his life, he was nearly struck by a lightning bolt in which when he wasn't, he cried out to God, praying that if God would spare his life, he would pursue ministry. And as we know, God spared his life, and Martin Luther gladly kept his promise, and we are very thankful that he did. And he then went on to persevere through obtaining his education, battling the death of friends and discouragement along the way, finally settling into teaching theology as a professor at the University of Wittenberg, Germany. Now, one of the responsibilities of Luther's position as a professor of theology at the time played a significant role into him being spiritually prepared for the Reformation and what was going to take place in his life in the events that were going to unfold. He was developing his own beliefs and convictions, and this was actually publicly held debates between Luther and men of other theological stances. So as he was teaching theology, he was also holding these debates between other powerhouses of theological stances, and he was endeavoring into the Word of God and formulating his own beliefs from the actual Bible, rather than following the narrative that the church was force-feeding to the common people, and that narrative being the doctrine that the Roman Catholic Church held to, which is what everyone at the time held to because there was not anything else to hold to. The Bible had one translation at that time, and that was Latin, and the common people of this age spoke, and if they could read, they read in German. Therefore, such unbiblical teachings, such as works-based salvation, indulgences, and religious authority being assigned to the Pope, held a monarchy over religious beliefs, and people had no idea that it was wrong. And the Roman Catholic Church wanted it to stay this way, but Martin Luther did not. So on October 31st, 1517, Martin Luther nails a thesis of 95 indictments to the Roman Catholic Church describing the corruption that is taking place. 
And this sends the people of every social class at the time into a frenzy, sending the Roman Catholic Church into a mad panic, and sending Martin Luther into a God-sent mission. Now fast forward to April 17th of 1521 at the Diet of Worms that plays a significant role in the Reformation and in the story of Martin Luther. Luther has been called before the men of the Holy Roman Empire and Emperor Charles to recant and reaffirm his stance on his declaration. And as he stands before these men of power and authority, he simply states, Unless I am convinced by Scripture and plain reason, I do not accept the authority of the Pope and the councils, for they have contradicted each other. My conscience is captive to the Word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything, for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. God help me. Amen. Luther is then excommunicated, placed away in solitude, hiding at Wartburg Castle, where he manages to translate the whole New Testament of the Bible to German, which, as we stated before, is the vernacular language of the country. And it's also important to realize that Luther was, in fact, not the first reformer in history, but actually reached success by taking a different tactic than previous reformers. What separated Luther from past reformers was his attack on the theological corruption of the church, specifically him declaring their misconstrued idea of redemption and grace. So here were the two big focuses of Luther's mission. Justification through faith alone, and scripture alone is authoritative. Now, you could be sitting here asking, why is all of this important? It is a nice piece of history, but from a believer's standpoint, a biblical perspective, we believe that they are all principles that need to be instituted into the modern-day church. And also look at what Luther did, how God worked through Luther when Luther was faced with persecution, when Luther was faced with exile, and when Luther was faced with um, the authority at that time going against him. We need to look at Luther being a man of God standing up for the truth against this and not bowing down to those powers. So the first thing we need to realize here is that the lack of exposure and the lack of is does not really do it justice. It should say no exposure to biblical text created zombies of Christians. Going to church not exactly knowing what those people believed or why they believed it. They were just going to go following the indoctrination that the church was giving and essentially just being brainwashed. And in a sense, we are seeing this in two different categories within the modern church. For one, the progressive agenda's infiltration on Scripture has created us this idea that we can have a Jesus that we are appealed to, a, a Jesus that we want to have, not a biblical Jesus, who Jesus legitimately was. The liberal agenda that is infiltrating the church, the progressive ideology, is taking God, taking Jesus, and taking that and their foundation for defining God is off of their emotions, not off of biblical truth. Now secondly, in areas with highly populated churches, we have to understand that without thorough teaching or theologically sound preaching, that communities are prone to fall into the trap of believing that they 
just by essentially falling into the good behavior of surrounding churchgoers that they will be justified before God. Now, pairing these two examples of the modern church together, you come out with a very scary product that is this. It's people who go to church, they maintain a good behavior, believe that they are saved, they're never really discerned with biblical truth, and in result, they know nothing, absolutely nothing, about Jesus. It is a true reflection of our society being washed out by the progressive movement in the church, their superficial tactics, and their stripping away of biblical truth. And what is indeed ironic about this is the accessibility to answers. You know, Martin Luther working vigorously on translating the New Testament of the Bible to the vernacular language of the common people so they could read it and see the truth, form their own theological ideas, shows us how much we neglect the easiness of finding answers to questions, to finding the truth. The Word of God is at our fingertips. And in fact, there are no punishments for reading the Word of God. There are no punishments for declaring the Word of God. And if, if not by physical copy of the book, then by the immediacy of technology. Yet, the modern-day believer and the modern-day church have a legitimate hard time preaching and teaching and sharing biblical truth. It's important that us as evangelical Christians know what we believe and why we believe it. With the gift of the Reformation, we should realize how essential it is to legitimize anything and everything we hear. And when it comes to matters as severe as our eternal salvation, it is important that we are correct. It is essential that we cling to the authority of the Bible to ensure that we are correct. Taking the Word of God and applying that to our worldview, to everything we do, and trusting in the authority of Scripture and letting that discern us. When studying our theology, we are expressing and putting into effect our desire to know and love God more, to grab a hold of the glimpse of His attributes and glory that are accessible to us through the Word of God. Now, let's also realize that if you ever have an agenda that does not want you to be heard when you are professing the truth, that is a good indication that what you have to say is the truth. We are continually seeing the truth being suppressed into silence and truth speakers being pushed into a marginalized group and in result of them being an example of that power that is expressed, it is suppressing even more truth. It is scaring people away from the truth. We need to cling to the cross and stand firm on the scripture, no matter the repercussions. And all this leads to one last point. I believe that it is time for reform. Whether that be individual reform of theology, whether that be individual reform of your walk with the Lord, or whether that be to push against biblical ignorance, to hold accountable the churches, to push against the marginalizing socially correct agenda, to stand firm on the Word of God, to be the salt and light in this generation. And when held in judgment by man, 
to answer exactly how Lutheran did in the Diet of Worms. My conscience is captive to the Word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything, for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. God help me. Amen. That is episode 23 of Above the Line Podcast. I thank you so much for listening. I thank you for the support and the prayers. As always, I am so excited to see where this ministry is going and to see the fruit that God is producing through it. And it would not be a reality without you. So, as always, cling to the cross, and I thank you.